Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Rebooted, a podcast by Akhira Mindset. We envisioned this space to be the role model, mentor, and big sister we all wanted when we were younger. It is an extension of all the strong women that surround us, including all of you. And most importantly, it is a promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we want to work for Jannah. Because at the end of the day, we're all on different journeys headed toward the same destination. Assalamu alaikum, Yusra. Waikum salam, Riham. What's poppin'? What's good? It's been like a month. Too long. Have you been thinking? A lot. Okay. <laughs> Today's the day we hear those thoughts. Okay. Today's um, names are... Let me find them. <laughs> One of them is Al-Adal, and the other one is Al-Muqasit. So justice and equity is what we're talking about today, as the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I've been thinking about these names for sure. These two names are huge, and I like how they're paired together as well. Right. Justice and equity. Honestly, I really like that a lot of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are paired, specifically how Jinnah and Yusuf pairs them, because... Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of thought that goes into the, the choices that she makes and how she pairs them. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, actually, I think it was Amara Shukri that said that, especially in the Quran, if you pay attention to the way that the names are paired, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pairs the names, that a third meaning sh- shows up when you really contemplate why mm. that is paired, what is the context of the ayah, what is the reason for the ayah being sent down, um, and all of those contextual pieces. I hope you think about the verse you're looking at. That makes so much sense. So in this one, um, she starts off with a verse in the sixth surah of the Quran. And the verse is, And the the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and in justice. What does that make you think of the first, when you hear that? And the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and in justice. Mainly looking at the word fulfilled mm. like there's so many ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala demonstrates to us how he encompasses the 99 names like he is a wali he is a latif like he's kind he's your friend right but then like why um why is like like all the word the just the word of uh, fulfilled like why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to fulfill this and why truth and justice you know, like you, it's kind of a question. It's like, what is it that's so important? Truth and justice, so much so. Like when I first read this, it's like, oh, need the name al-haq. Like, why does Allah Subhanahu wa Taala actually name Himself for that? It's, it's, that's like, it makes you really think. Like, what, what is it that Islam really truly is rooted in, mm. right? And um, and how I was listening to another, like. Gullum Institute podcast yesterday. Our favorite. And um, he was talking about a time where the companions, they were testing the, uh, each other on verses, mm-hmm. right? And trying to identify who who was Abdullah ibn Mahsud within like all of them because he was mm-hmm. like the well, the most well-read within the Quran. Yeah. And he was like, so what verse um, encompasses the entire Quran? Or what? Mm-hmm. The, like, it's crazy how... Um, you don't need to know a lot 
about Islam. Like, you don't have to be a scholar. Mm. And we're not scholars, right? <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> we're not scholars. <laughs> but um, it's like if you understand the truth and then your truth and then their truth, like their truth, right? How, <laughs> how Allah SWT is like their truth. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. And then it makes me think a lot about how is it that we're staying true to ourselves. And True. how things like your own truth, like they can be parallel to like the truths of people who came before you and then people who came after you. Mm. I think that's, yeah, got me thinking. When I first read this, it made me think about. So, in the time that we're recording this, there's a lot happening in Gaza, there's a lot happening in Sudan, there's a lot happening. Um, in other places around the world and it really made me think about this feeling when things first started I felt like no one was getting what I was trying to say no one was understanding to the full extent what I was trying to communicate that I was feeling communicate that I was what I was witnessing and communicate what I am anticipating what I'm predicting and I felt so often in the first weeks I felt so dismissed like people would 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 say the strangest things one of them I think that I saw come up as as a pattern was this idea of faith crisis and which is a real thing for a lot of people absolutely when they see a lot of grief in the world and they see a lot of things happening in the world they automatically some people start to question oh why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do this where is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala xyz xyz um but for me alhamdulillah it wasn't something that I was asking it, that wasn't what I was was thinking about um, and it felt like people would try to give advice and try to figure out what I was feeling without really listening to me, but with just assuming that that was the issue. So they would be like, oh, a lot of people are going through X, Y, Z. I'm like, you're not, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Um, and that feeling of being dismissed really, 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 I think added to what I was experiencing. But... What I did find was that in my da'a and in my interactions with the Qur'an were the only times where those feelings weren't intense, like weren't there. And there are certain surahs that I read multiple times a day because I I just, I, I, I was very tired from speaking to people. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Surah Al-Hashr. Like, I read that Surah <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Um, and when I'm reading this verse, it, like for you, the word haq or the word in truth is standing out, but I also have heard um, haq translated not as truth, but as um, as truth, but also as purpose. Like, this was written for a purpose, fulfilled for a purpose. 
Um, and so it, it makes me think about what I what I took from reading different surahs and the comfort that I felt, but also the purpose of those words and that like the purpose of this Quran is for you to find a space where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is comforting you in ways that people just can't, that is just beyond their capacity. Um, that's what that made me think about. How how much understanding is filled, is how much understanding is paired with truth and justice. Yeah. It's like how a lot of times when we talk about like, since you're like, of course, like a Gaza, but then I remember when everything was happening in Sudan, and it was like very much that at that time, we it was like about 200 something like a year ago almost. Um, a lot of people were coming up to me asking, Oh, how's your family? Like, how do you feel? I'm over here, like, I have zero communications from anyone, right? Like, like right. I don't know whether they're alive, whether right. like what's going on, and people are like, "What you just said was amazing." Like it was very much like you had to perform. To they're their comforting their se- themselves exactly. through you, like. <laughs> it's really interesting that a lot of people get uncomfortable with other people's grief, and others people, other people's anger, mm-hmm. and other people's sadness. And I'm sorry that those people came up to you um, because that just sucks. Like, no, I'm I'm trying to reconcile with all of these things and I'm trying to understand what is happening. And because I haven't packaged it into a little tiny corner, you are uncomfortable by it. And to make yourself feel better, you're just going to ask all of these questions mm-hmm. that you've never asked me before. Exactly. You've never, ever asked me. You've never had a, like, I can imagine your, you, Riham, like, <laughs> no one's had a conversation with you. You've never you're, asked me. You're being thrown into spaces where you're like, oh, I'm the representative. Or, like, I yeah. I have to, I have to, pa- like, I can only understand the pain you had to go through. And then I have to package my pain in a way where it's digestible for others. Yeah. So, they can take it in, but then when they want to take a step back, it's okay for them to take a step back. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you, at yeah. the end of the day, can be like, this is too much for me. I'm going to close my phone. I'm going to close this. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Even if I close my, my, say I close my Instagram, and I'm not looking at that. Even if I close that, like, there's other there's other ways that this information is getting to me. And it's not that, like, I don't want the information. Exactly. But, like... There are multiple layers of one, I am, I'm not there, Mm -hmm. and I am reconciling with the fact that I'm not there, and that I want to be there, but I can't, like, I, I want to see that, I want, I want to see my, I want to see my family, and I can't, like, oh, we're gonna start crying, (laughs) like, like, I just, people are funny (laughs) um but i i found a lot of comfort in in the quran and the fact that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling especially at the end of surah tasha when he tells us all of his name like all of these names in particular and i just the reminder 
<laughs> I'm gonna start crying. The reminder of who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is, and the fact that everything happens with a purpose, with a reason, at the exact time that is meant to, was a comfort that was beyond anything that a person can can offer me, and. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, and yeah, in the same way that people were coming up to you and asking you, you know, where's your family? Oh, I have no communication with them. Silence. Just silence. They have nothing else to say. Oh, no. <laughs> Why did you ask? <laughs> they have nothing else to say. They don't offer words of, of support or anything. And it's like, I, when we think about these names and we're thinking about how do we implement them into our own lives, like how are these characteristics then things that we embody Mm -hmm. as Muslims? I think one of the ways that we can be better at embodying peace and justice and equity is by making our spaces safer spaces. And so I don't know what needs to happen to teach our communities what it looks like to really be in allyship with other people. Like the Prophet one of his attributes that sticks out to me the most is his empathy. His empathy and his ability to get into, to get to your level. So when you're struggling with something, he is able to say, I see you, I validate you, and I'm going to do what I can to help you carry your load. I don't know what where the gap is in our community. <laughs> um, but it's something that that we talk a, a lot about, especially, like, even before this session, it's something that we brought up. Mm-hmm. And it's very much... I think that, like, with pain, pain is uncomfortable for some people, but then um, sometimes I'm like, I talk to people, and... It's heavy. It's like when you're going through something like that, and then you're expected to show up for them too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, I gotta give my best to them. I gotta give. I gotta be smiles. I gotta be like, thank you. Like I gotta chit chat. I gotta small talk. And I I still have to show up because that's like a responsibility, right? But I think sometimes we forget that other people are the manna. Like you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this saying where it's like um. Would you would you treat the Kaaba like that, or would you treat the Quran like that? So why are you treating another person like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I think we've forgotten a lot about how sacred other people are. Mm-hmm. I think Muhammad sallallahu alaihi what he does, he understands mm-hmm. that like the people around him are sa- are amanas, like they're promises, right? And he understands that like you know he doesn't know how much time he has left on this earth, right? right. But he knows that like because that consistent you know, Hushur, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like I know Allah's watching me, like I'm literally the prophet of God, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it that he he encompasses that, that Hushur, that awareness, right? Um, even so that like I know there's like multiple hadith where, you know, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was able to hear mm-hmm. like what the birds were complaining about. And they were traveling, with, he was traveling with some companions and um, he said, so who disturbed this bird? Because this bird is hovering around my head and and it's complaining and um and he said which one of you t- 
took the you know the baby from the bird's nest mm. go return it and the companions did that and so it's like very much you can see from that example it's like number mm. one he had to be aware he had to listen like be listening i think a lot of times people don't listen yeah like it's very much i can read i can share an instagram post i can like a whatsapp message but mm. i'm not really listening you yeah. know, I'm just going through the motions of just, like, I'm wi- watching, right? I think part of true leadership and true empathy is knowing when when and how to speak up, mm-hmm. knowing when to make space for someone to speak up, knowing how to follow in someone's lead, knowing how to be in service of other people. I think these are all attributes of leadership. That are demonstrated throughout the life of the Prophet But that feels like we're fighting tooth and nail to see in our communities today. Like mm-hmm. I I was just looking for a space to cry. Oh god. <laughs> like I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I was just looking for a space to cry and be like, this sucks. Like, how do I explain to someone, someone who is telling me that they get it, they understand, like, okay, I'm with you, like, I'm I'm pro-Palestine, for instance. But then at the same time, telling me what that means and like i know you know what that what that feels like obviously like it's just i don't understand our our community's approach to allyship sometimes and i think that when i think about justice and equity it's something that's on the forefront of my mind because nobody taught me how to be an ally i just mm-hmm. always assumed it was common sense and then i learned <laughs> common sense isn't so common i learned that it's not that some people just don't know how to how to be in the trenches with another person and i just that's what i think about when i think about the quran being being a space where that is laid out for us because the quran i was thinking about this this morning that the quran subhanallah it is a comfort where when it needs to be Mm -hmm. it is it spells it out when it needs to it's harsher when it needs to softer when it needs to be like it is a, is a place to cry, is a place to grant, to give you strength, it's a place to grant you confidence, to give you guidance, to help you feel, like, it is, it is a, it, it, like, when we think about, like, the du'as where we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of the Qur'an, and to allow the Qur'an to be our, compa- our companion in this life, and in the grave, and on Yom Al-Qiyamah, what does it mean for someone to be your companion, what does that mean for someone to, to your for someone to be your companion in that way to make space for everything that it is that life is going to throw out for you and say 
I'm going to I'm going to give you the support when you tell me what support it is that you are in need of. <laughs> yeah. And like while you were talking um something that I like that came up was that how sometimes what the like what we know from the basics of the Quran is that like the Quran will hold testimony to you as yeah. an individual like when you ask me like what does it mean to be a companion sometimes it's just bearing witness like the minimum yeah. is just bearing witness and holding testimony because yeah. whether you choose to do it in this life and do it in a way where yeah. you're an ally where you're compassionate where you are bettering yourself and making the space for people to hold their pain to hold their grief mm. well guess what you're going to have to do it on the day of judgment no, you have no choice your hands mm. gonna bear witness to you. your eyes your ears everything's going to bear witness to you and that's something that i've been thinking about a lot like what what is it that the day of judgment truly is going to look like not in a way to instill fear and people, some people do need that fear, and some people do need that reassurance. But at the same time, it's like sometimes the narratives people build in their minds about themselves, and of course, we all forget and we all mistakes make mistakes, and how different it is, hmm. right? Because like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, when He's like naming Himself like Al Al Adil Al Nuqsid, like He's viewing everything that's happening he's watching over you and everything that's happening to you he's not watching over you like like a human is he's watching over you with all these 99 names and in fact with more names that we don't even know about yeah, with more cool. attributes that we don't know about and i think that's why the quran was such a healing space to you because um something i've been thinking about a lot lately mm. too is that when you think of when you go back and you you go back to these moments of pain like oh yeah my heart hurts because yeah. of that moment or i just i can't help but not cry when i'm listening or yeah. hearing to those things um i didn't think of this before but i heard somewhere where like emotions are actually signs that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places within you like mm. when you gravitate towards something or when you repel something mm. that's all allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's all technically all written for you to be that way right mm. and so in itself like you know i know how like or your hands are going to bear witness to you on the day of judgment i really do think a lot about how people's emotions are going to bear witness for them mm. how is it that grief is going to stand beside you that you faced throughout this entire time mm. of people dismissing you of people doing things that we shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. right and how they should how how they should have done better, and how your grief is going to exclaim that in front of its Lord, mm. right? And how your sorrow is going to exclaim that in front of its Lord, but then your perseverance is also going to bear witness for you, right? Mm. And mm. understanding that, like, honestly, one thing that this time has taught me mm. is that you're you can't rely on people sometimes that is an excuse for people not to show up better mm. but at the same time you have to root yourself in things like Allah subhanahu the Quran in its most authentic form mm. and some when you're like every time you talk the I always think about one thing <laughs> one thing subhanAllah and it's like it's always in the back of my mind it's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala acknowledges these things in the Quran
Like when you talk, I get reminded of how Musa Ali Salam, like he makes his dua like in the midst of his anxiety, right? Yeah. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala acknowledges that, and he acknowledges the like the pain of the prophets, the pain of the companions, yeah. right? Yes. Like in my mind, when I see that, like I literally, if I can draw it out for you, like I see that, and then I see oh, Riham too. <laughs> you know, like I see him, right? And I'm like, oh, like, good. No, it's like when you, I think, look, you're, this is like your reality. Then I'm like witnessing your your reality, right? I'm just like, oh, yeah, Riham to Allah, God, Riham, right? And so it really begins, I think, by addressing that, you know, are you, why are you separating the struggles of the past from the present when they're all one? Right, and where you're going to be, like this is, like the these times that we're in right now, and I hate saying these times, like the times we're in, the times we're in, like no, this has already been happening it's for too a long. Pattern we've seen for so long. For too long, and then we, I think, being maybe being because we're Muslims outside of those areas, or mm. because, like the same as you, I didn't grow up with my grandmother, or like I didn't, well, I didn't grow up with like that family being back home. Right, yeah. I think I would have been such a different person, and sometimes a lot of times, oof, I'm gonna start crying too. A lot of times, I think about like we'll cry after this. <laughs> <laughs> I think about like like those moments that I missed out on. Like mm. I oh. never, I never got to meet my grandfathers. Like how much, mm. how much mm -hmm. wisdom did they have? How much of Islam did they hold on to for me to have it? Or like yeah. my grandmother, like I didn't. Oh my god, I remember I went to Sudan. It was like around like three, four years ago. Mm. And I haven't been back since. And I don't know when I'm going to go back, right? Yeah. I remember just waking up and I'm upset. <laughs> I'm like so mad. Um, and I'm like frustrated with absolutely everyone for no reason. And I had to say, and I, was, I think I was still in high school. I was pretty young. And I was like, and it was Eid. It was Eid day. And I was watching my cousin because we have, like, our grandmother's side of the house. Mm -hmm. I was watching her change the curtains and the bed sheets, da, da, da. And she was just, she was fuming about it, too. She's like, I do this every year. Like, yeah. I hate this. This is so boring. I'll take me to America with you, da, da, da. But then I'm looking. <laughs> and then I'm looking at her. I'm like, you don't understand the blessing you have to, like, smell your grandmother's scent. Mm. or to eat the food that she cooked or to wit like to have her call you right mm. or to just join her in those like little tasks that she does throughout the day right yeah. and i'm like my god like i i that's something i made dua for for a very long time mm. like i wish i had those small tender moments right and then understanding like what you've been saying right like the only way i can see is that like allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed those experiences from us for a reason Right to teach us to teach us something, but that doesn't mean other people have to classify it as that. You know, mm. like you don't have to tell me, yeah, that it's like you know, not being in Sudan must be terrible. That like you like you know, like I know it's bad. Like I know it's something that hurts me. I know it's something I'm gonna have to deal with. And but guess, there's a reason that I'm here. There's a reason that I'm here, right? And I know that. Like I can comfort myself in that way. I don't need you to tell me like you know you know like make it like make it a mujahada for yourself like it's a mujahada for me like you know and i can't make the struggles you're going through whatever country you're from whatever experiences you had a mujahada for myself too right 
but I know that I can like link arm on arm with you and like okay, yeah. like take me to the next step, right? So our mujahada can. Yeah, like, there's this yeah. weird. I think you're pointing to this idea that, like, I I see that you're in pain, and rather than standing side by side, I like I take it from you. Yeah, and then you. But they don't understand that like, once you take that narrative from me, back. you you like you're blurring it. Yes, you blur it. You take it and then you warp it, and it's like that's not that's not my experience. I didn't say that. Exactly. I, I like I'm. I already have so many other people who are outside of our community telling me what is happening, mm-hmm. quote unquote however like biased information they have and then for you to be someone who's supposed to be on my side in my community to take my grief from me and tell me that it's like not something that i should i had someone tell me that i should get over it oh my god get over it get over it get over get over it i i somebody told me that i because i had never been there I should get over it because I'm not Palestinian. Was this person Palestinian? No. Yeah. So for you to take to take <sighs> something from me when I am someone who who was born at the hands of a Palestinian woman. Here we go. I'm gonna start crying. Like for you to take that from me, like everything that, like those values that you are seeing on the internet and saying like oh those are like that's so beautiful like the way that they just like hold on to those those are the things that raised me Mm -hmm. so for you to take that from me what like what difference is there between like who yeah between between you you and and the the media and the like what is wrong with you why like so i think this idea of 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 allyship has to come with with just like you said seeing and understanding and saying I might not understand the details might not understand the nuances but I see that you're hurting and that's all that I need to know that's proof and I will wait for you until you tell me how I can step up and help exactly but for people to to say you know like I just, I'm burnt out. I can't do this. You know, I need to move on. X, Y, Z. I I don't know how to respond to you because there are people, there are people who cannot escape. And I'm not even talking about us. I'm talking about the people in our home countries that cannot escape what it is that they're going through. And, like, even in the case of Sudan, they can't even record what is happening. So, for you to take away, to take away this grief is such a violation. And I think that, like you said, part of this is learning to have less of a reliance on people and an understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is never going to take away that, is never going to say that you didn't experience what you experienced. In fact, he's going to reward you for for those days of grief, for those days of, of pain, because you sat down and said, you know what, Allah? This was difficult. 
This was really, really difficult. But I trusted that you are as you say you are. I trust in that truth. I trust in that. And I, and I understand that there is a day where justice will be restored, no matter how little, no matter how small, no matter how large scale, that justice will be restored because of who you are, not because of who I am or anyone around me is. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, like, the, the Hadith Qudsi that is included in this chapter... O oh, my servants, I have forbidden oppression for myself, and I have made it forbidden amongst you, so do not oppress one another. Um, mm. Fits so well with what we're saying, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always, 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 always on the side of the oppressed. And I think about how there is no veil between what they're seeing, what they're testifying against between their du'as and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when you read hadiths like that or ayahs or hear things like that, like there's no veil between the oppressors and those who are oppressed, right? The oppressed and Allah. Yeah, right, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it's like, something that i that i like was watching as like in person and online like specifically about palestine was that a lot of i would say muslim people or like more more importantly like leaders people who you see as leaders people mm. with more prominent audiences what they would do is baby like palestine or baby palestinians because of what they're going through. And it's like, okay, I see what's going on. and But I don't, I don't, it's like as if people handle your grief or your oppression as if you're a child. Hmm. When, yes, there are actual children in Palestine, right? But as if I'm saying, referring more to the way they handle it. Like, okay, hmm. I'm going to go and take care of it. And then they're like, okay. Your narrative, my narrative now, because you're, you can't handle it. You're just a child. You're like, yeah. you're, it's, you know, it's okay. And then they go on their platforms, they say a thing or two, and yeah, I did this, <coughs> and I did that, and that's enough. Like, that, and that's enough, right? Mm. I think a lot of times you have to be very, 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 very careful with what you do with your la ilaha illallah. Right, mm-hmm. and I think Imam Khalid talks about this a lot too. But like, what what does your La Ilaha illallah lead you towards? Because mm-hmm. when you're reading that verse, right, like there's no there's no veil between the between the oppressed people and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Who you don't remove yourself from that claim of oppressed people, because we all have that privilege of saying like, you know, I have the capacity to oppress someone, mm-hmm. just because. The mainstream is that, you know, Muslims are pro-Palestinian. There's some Muslims who aren't pro-Palestinian. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right? And there's some people, like, who, or who care about Sudan, right? Just because you're Muslim doesn't mean that your la ilaha illallah informs you to towards action. Mm. Or informs you to, towards holding capacity to people, right? And um, what... Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, like, indeed Allah does not do injustice even as much as an Adam's weight, mm-hmm. right? And so when you really think about the capacity that you hold for other people, 
Like, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling me that he does not injustice, do injustice, like, mm. even an atom, like an atom, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I don't know how much an atom weighs, right? But that's how, like, I physically can't conceive that, like, but mm. that's how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do injustice. Where, where is it that I have to be comfortable with myself? Yeah. And asking myself the really tough questions where um, where is it that I'm doing injustice to people in my life? Mm. Right. I had the con- I had a conversation with someone the other day. Where is it that I did injustice with them? Where is yeah. it that I can take steps back? And, you know, I think a lot of people think that sometimes within like, oh, Muslims need to be like we need to be at this level of governance. We need to be at this level of power we need to do this initiative open this up do this but at the end of the day what we're really neglecting is that we need to take a big step back and s- reflect and sit down and say like Allah's literally Allah's telling me what injustice is what the truth is what what my life is supposed to be based upon and I'm out here chasing what I believe might be like a, a band-aid for some people right mm-hmm. what might be a temporary solution when I I need to take a step back and think, you know, that person who said salam alaikum, did I even respond to them? Yeah. That's something, and within myself, I can personally say that's something that has brought up a lot of anger for me and mm. frustration. But then, because I know I'm holding myself, I'm trying to adhere myself to the same principles through sincerity, through that intention. Then sometimes when I show up in like Muslim spaces, which Muslim spaces, right? <laughs> and then it's like I have nothing but a burst of frustration and anger, and all I want to do is leave. Mm. Like all I want to do is just leave. Like leave me alone. Like I'll grab whatever I need to go and leave. You know, because it's very much like you're not taking a step back. You know, like how is it that? Oof, I'm gonna start ranting. I'm. <laughs> I think you're I think you're pointing to this idea of um, really getting to know really getting to to know yourself and to take account of how you deal with people how you interact with people and know that although it doesn't seem like it to you it does have an impact on the overall world it does like every person that you're a little bit kinder to will be inshallah a little bit kinder to the people around them exactly and then when we, I think when we take the time to to do that kind of personal work, um, it becomes very, it becomes easier to recognize in other people when they when they need things from us, mm-hmm. versus if we're always so concerned about it's my anger, it's my pain, it's my 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 my. Um, it provides the ability to to say oh i see you i see i see that something is happening something's a bit different something's a bit off i'm here if you want to talk about it i'm here to point you point you to the direction where you can find the resources for what you need to talk about but regardless of if it's through me or through another place another resource i want you to know that i am I am here for you when you need me to be, how you need me to be. Mm-hmm. And I think you're pointing to the idea that, yeah, it it, it is that nitty gritty. It is, did I return somebody's salam when they gave it to me? It is, did I offer my salam? 
did I like that just that idea of salam and the idea that when I give you that greeting I'm saying that you are safe with me mm-hmm. that I am not going to do wrong to you why because I recognize that we both worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship him alone um yeah, I think yeah. it's so beautiful and it connects back to saying like you can't like salam isn't like I was thinking about this the other day but salam isn't just like peace Mm-hmm. Like, like I think because we're so in routine of saying it or like mm-hmm. doing it, it's we we lose what it actually means, right? Like salam, like I I'm at peace with you. Like what other, like have you in this like world? Like hello, like hi, like, <laughs> hey. why, like, like like what's up? Like why salam? You know? And it's like you can't be at peace with something that number one you don't recognize, you don't acknowledge, it, mm-hmm. and you don't see. Mm-hmm. Like you have to see me, recognize me, and then like that salam is like as you said the acknowledgement of like that yeah. goodness within each other and the capacity that we hold at that moment, right? And so, I think my frustration really stems from, um, just like it's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. But it holds a lot of weight. And I think it's very much taking a step back in our communities, right? And seeing where is it that the people that we do not serve or we fail at serving, where is it that we can actually really provide them with the peace that they're looking for, right? Mm. Especially understanding that, um, you know, this concept of like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's a saying that like, you know, um, people aren't brought your way for no reason. Like, people are sent in your lives to teach you things. People are sent in your lives maybe for you to help them, right? There's so many ways that, like, the relationship can go. But then when you're really thinking about, like, doing the personal work, um, you could literally just make it like a triangle. Like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on top. You're on one side. And the other thing is on the other side, right? Whether it be a person, whether it be like anything you want it to be, right? And when you're visualizing it, right? At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on top, right? And that relationship with you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is back and forth, back and forth within the triangle, right? But then that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the other person, right, or other group of people is also back and forth. And so why is it that there's no movement happening on the bottom of that triangle, mm. right? And how it, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always consistent within, like, that relationship, right? Yep. It just, it makes me... I wish I didn't have that frustration, but at the same time, going back, like things like anger, frustration, um, tiredness, all mm. these things are signs, right? Mm. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then puts inside the triangle, say you're feeling tired, right, in the middle of that triangle. What is it that you have to do within that relationship? And connecting it, always connecting it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Even sometimes it's very much you don't have to tell me that you're doing that also yeah. sometimes like, for the sake of Allah I'm like okay for the sake of Allah I'm like I'm like okay calm down like I get it but um, you know something that we lose within what we understand Islam to be is that like we forget that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was dealing with people who weren't necessarily Muslim like 
he literally he was the first you know like Adam I was the first Muslim like technically like when Revelation was coming down and things like that people were coming to him like, and converting and becoming the first companions the first seven the first ten first twenty to embrace Islam right you have to understand that Muhammad had conversations with them as a human being, right? You don't have to Islamify things. Like my sister, like like I, I understand <laughs> the res- I understand the respect, right? But then it's like, how are you being authentic and then understanding like, you know, how simple things like we're talking. I think well, we're not talking about this, but I think we were ta- we were <laughs> we it came up, but like how things like humor. Right? Oh. How humor. We were texting about it. How humor, um, <laughs> how something simple as humor, right, was also a form of communication, right? Yeah. And how Muhammad would, was, would make jokes with people, the closest people in his life, with Aisha, with Khadija, with Um Amen, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all the other companions, right? And how, how human, how beautifully human. Mm he was and how he acknowledges it right and so when you're taking when you're when you say okay i want to make this journey towards islam i want to embrace islam and relearn what islam is or just learn what it is are you taking it as like i'm i'm a human you know what i mean and sometimes mm-hmm. when you put titles like scholar or you put title like doctor or whatever title you want to put in front you don't have to like you don't have to like you're not a profession all the time you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not. That's something I have to come to acknowledgement too. Like I may hold a role in some spaces, but I'm not within that role at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm just I'm Brihan. But no matter where I go, I am a servant of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I think to close off this session, um, I just wanted to read this verse from Surah Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 135, O you who have believed, be persistently standing firm in justice, witnesses for Allah, even if it be against yourselves or parents or relatives, whether one is rich or poor, Allah is, is more worthy of both. So follow not personal inclination, lest you not be just. And if you distort your testimony or refuse to give it, then indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever with what you do, acquainted. I mean, um, um, I think it fits a lot into what we were saying about yeah. just pretty much everything that we were saying, yeah. and the fact that um, like no Allah subhanahu wa taala is acquainted. Yeah, and to bear witness, even if it's against yourself, like be bold enough to say. I did wrong, and I I want to be better. And that's hard. That's really, really, really hard. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always allow us to be people that are able to do that and really make strides towards Him Ameen. and make strides to to purifying our, ourselves and our dealings with people. May He grant us the best of character that emulates the Prophet them in every capacity. And may we be people of justice and people of truth that hold space for one another and are... Just kind. 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 (laughs) We find our peace in prayer. Head to the floor is when I'm near. That's when I'm close.
horses You probably know this It's from his love is why I'm 